You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. It is 7.37 from my watch. Am I right? 7.38, my wife says. Always a step ahead. With this being Lord's Supper, I promise you we will not be out any later than usual. Uh, I promise you that, so please just settle in, focus in. I know sometimes on Lord's Supper nights it can go very late. I promise not to do that to you. I want to uh, be cognizant of your time, knowing that you are tired. I will get through the message just as quickly as you allow me to. Colossians chapter 2, and we'll begin reading in verse 8 after a word of prayer here. Lord, I ask that you would be with the preaching of your word. Help the message to come across clearly even though it might be briefly, and though it may be briefly, Lord, let it not lack in power where it may lack in time. We ask this for your honor and for your glory that we may not leave here the same way as we came, and we ask this in your name. Amen. Uh, Paul says in verse 8, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Philosophy in and of itself is not wrong. A search for wisdom, a search for knowledge, that's that's fine. But where it becomes deceitful and where it becomes vain is when you have any attempt to try to explain something, and especially spiritual things, any attempt to try to explain something through theory, theoretical discussion, theoretical questions, all these different things, that, that gets nowhere. Theorizing about God is of no use at all. God God is not found through our searching. He's found through his revealing. And what Paul is about to say is everything's been revealed in Christ. So what are you searching for more? Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the traditions of men, this, of course, is talking about mostly in this context religious, but man-made principles and practices. Why are we following that? After the rudiments of the world, that is any basic principle of living that all the world comes to know. What, What we might call common sense, which isn't common, is it? Okay, so have you ever heard of social folkways and mores? Have we ever heard of those? Okay, so there are some things that are just known that you do not do. And if you were to break a folkway, it's not that big of a deal. It's just something that not a lot of people do. But a more is kind of an unwritten rule, and it's unwritten because it should be common sense that you don't do that. Okay, now this this is the best illustration that I have found, and it's just... It's not the greatest, okay, but it's the best illustration I've found. Showing up, to a, showing, showing up to a birthday party in a cummerbund and a bow tie 
and, and a, like a full suit, okay, you're, you're violating a social folkway, all right? It's just, it's not necessary, right? Okay. You'd be violating a moray if you showed up to any party in only a cummerbund and a bow tie. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that, that is not what you are supposed to do. Now, we didn't think we would have to tell you that because it's just kind of common sense, the rudiments of the world. But here's the, here's the deal. The, the rudiments of the world and traditions of men and philosophy in and of themselves might not be wrong, but what he's going to bring out is all of them fall short of what Christ can do. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him, I love this, dwelleth not the fullness, all the fullness of the Godhead in one body. When you saw Jesus, you saw God. No lack, no withholding. Jesus is God. God is Jesus. Remember when Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and it will suffice us. And he said, how long have I been with you, Philip? And you're asking, show me the Father. If you have seen me, you've seen the Father. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And notice this, and ye are complete in him. As as Jesus is full of God in verse 9, you are full of Jesus in verse 10, and therefore, whatever power Jesus has from God, you have from Jesus. Ye are complete in him. Thank you. You may be seated. We already prayed. Here, here's why I know we're going to be done in plenty of time, because I'm going to give you my message now. All Paul is saying throughout all this, now we can take a deep dive. We could really take a deep dive into this. This, this passage right here is so incredible. This letter to the Colossians, which I, think, which I think is very ignored. I think we know a lot of Ephesians and we know a lot of Philippians. And we know, but we don't know a lot of Colossians. We don't quote a lot of Colossians. We do know that in all things he might have the preeminence, Colossians 1.18. We know Colossians 3.1, set your affections on things above. But really, we don't know the purpose of, of everything. And here's really all that Paul is saying. We're going to stick to the shallows today. I will tell you, though, if you and your own study dive deep into this, you will find this is all Paul's saying. Folks, I wish you would just find your everything in Christ. Because we are a wanting people. And what you're going to find when you study this out, if you study this out, the trouble that the Colossians had is the same trouble that we have. And therefore, therefore, Paul's solution to the trouble that the Colossians had should be our solution. And he's saying, people, I, I wish you would just find your everything in Christ. Ye are complete in him. And here's, here's why I'm preaching this. I'm preaching this because I'm getting a little worried. I'm getting a little concerned of conversations that I've been having with some of you, some, some people, and you're telling me things like, you know, Pastor, I'm kind of struggling in this area financially, so what I'm doing is I'm looking into this person, and I'm listening to what this person said. I, I, I even saw a book today from Dave Ramsey. Now listen, I've got no problem with Dave Ramsey. How many of you follow Dave Ramsey? Okay, okay. Guys, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that, Okay. He's got some good stuff out there, but I sure hope you don't go to Dave Ramsey before you go to Jesus Christ. 
And I'm sure you don't, I, I, I hope that you don't believe that Dave Ramsey can say anything about finances that Christ can say, or that he could say anything better, or he could say anything more. If you're having financial troubles, I, I would hope instead of going to Dave Ramsey, why don't you just tithe? Why don't you just follow Christ's way of finances? Because I'll tell you this, if you're not following Christ's way of finances, nothing David Ramsey can say is going to work for you. And then other people say, well, I'm reading these books about child rearing. Why are you going to, listen, I, I'm sure there are some great books about child rearing out there, but why are you going to read books about child rearing and you're not reading the book about child rearing? Why don't you just find your everything in Christ? Do you think he's not enough? Do you oh, no, I, I guarantee you I can find something that a book out there will say about child rearing better than that book can say it. Or have we, have we bought into this idea that this is just some old book of rules that doesn't apply to us anymore? And that when God wrote it, he wrote it for the Jews 4,000 years ago, but he didn't write it for us now. Is God up scratching his head thinking, oh, man, I didn't think about millennials Folks, uh, listen, I, I, I'm going to inject humor. I always inject humor, but I'm worried. I'm worried here. When the first thing that we do is we run to philosophy and we run to traditions and we run to the rudiments of this world. Well, let's just use some common sense. Well, forget about common sense. You know, a lot of times God's way completely contradicts common sense. I will. And you know, that, that's another thing. A little, a little time out here. I noticed something on Sunday. I had more women amening than men. Now listen, ladies, you keep amening. I'm not going to tell you to be quiet. And, and You know, the Bible says to keep silent in the church. It's talking about teaching. Don't, don't, don't teach and don't be asking questions. If you have a question, go and ask your husband, is what he said. But ladies, if you're going to amen, that's fine, amen. But men, I hope you're ashamed. I hope you would say, thank you. Say it guttural. Say it with some Thank you. That was free. Is this on? Hello. Hello. Is this on? Anybody? Goodness. Where was I going? Why do we keep on running to philosophy? Well, let's just search for knowledge. Let's, let's study this area. Let's see what Confucius says, and let's see what this doctor says, and let's see what this person says. And why, well, what, what do the traditions say? And what, are the, what does just plain old common sense say? You know what common sense says about finances? If you want more, earn more and save more. Do you know what Christ says? Give and it shall be given unto you. Amen. Whoa. Okay, so, so common sense says save. Keep 100%. 100 is the most that you could have. You know what Christ says? You give. And, and prove me now herewith that you don't live better off 90% than you live off 100 and that completely goes against common sense. It goes against philosophy. It goes against tradition. It goes against rudiments. But my goodness, people, Paul is just saying, I, I really wish you all would just find your everything in Jesus. We are a wanting people. And because we want for some, and I'm not talking about our wishes, all right? When you say, I want this, we're... We can mean, I, I wish for this. I'm hoping for this. I would like for this to come to me. But when I say that we are a wanting people, I'm talking about lack. I'm talking about deficiency. I'm talking about inadequacies. When you say that person wants for this, or that, 
that building wants for this and it wants for this. Okay, right now our building wants a permit. Okay, our, our building wants a fire marshal approval. All right, it, it, it is lacking in that area. Because we want for so much, we want so much. Does that make sense? Okay, because we have inadequacies, we seek for someone or something to fill those voids. The problem is, many times we seek in the wrong areas. We seek in all the wrong areas to fill those voids, and that was the Colossians' trouble. Consider some of the many areas that we are found wanting. Can we say that? How about physically? We want physically. And this is just the, the, the basic. How many of us, our health is right where we want it? Or our, our body acts in the way that we want it? Every now and then, you're going to sneeze, and stuff will just fly out. <laughs> to remind you that your body is made of dirt. Every now and then, you're going to laugh, and you're going to be confident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> It's never happened before. Every now and then, you're going to do what my little daughter did. You're just going to walk, and, and suddenly the ground is going to say, come here for a sec. <laughs> and you're going to trip over yourself and just boom. And you look around, make sure that nobody saw. Everybody saw. They're just acting like they didn't. How, how many of us, our health is right? Where, or do we lack? Do we find ourselves deficient physically? Or, or do we wake up every morning with the physical strength that is necessary to meet the daily tasks? Do we come home after our work day and say, you know what? I could do that all over again. No, we want physically. We want emotionally. How many of us have all the support that we need? All the companionship that we need? Or do we always seek for more companionship? And do we always seek for more support? And seek for more help? And seek for more encouragement? Because we want in those areas. We want financially. I'm not talking about getting in financial trouble because of greed. I'm not talking about getting in financial trouble because of disobedience. I'm talking about even when you tithe and even when you give. Do you not struggle to make ends meet? You're not going to be an instant millionaire because you tithe. And do you not struggle doing things God's way? We want... Mentally, I'm not talking about mental illness. I'm just talking about, have any of us reached the summit of knowledge? Do we know everything that there is to know about things? Can we converse with experts in every single area? Or is there more that we can learn? Is there more that we can know? Do we have no questions? Do we have nothing that perplexes us, nothing that worries us? Are we not ignorant in many areas? We want mentally. We want spiritually. Are we masters of scripture? Are we scholars of prayer, doctors of divinity? Or in many areas, do we not want spiritually? Do we not lack when it comes to our Bible? Do we not lack when it comes to our prayer? Do we not lack when it comes to obedience and the strength to obey? So sometimes we lack even knowing what we're supposed to do, but then even when we know what we're supposed to do, we lack the strength to do it. In all of those areas, we are a severely wanting people. And that leads us to seek to fill those areas. And where do we usually seek? Philosophy, tradition, and rudiments. That is usually where we go. 
You know why? Because they're very attractive. The world has a way of wrapping things in a very pretty bow. So when we lack physically, here's what philosophy says. Study the body. Study anatomy. Get to know your body more. Okay, well, what can, what can hurt doing that? And then traditions come and they say, well, this diet is, is what has worked for years. And this supplement is what has worked for years. And this exercise routine is what has worked for years. Or the rudiments, just common sense, will come in and say, everything in moderation. Have a balance with everything and you'll be fine. And that sounds good. And, and Paul even says at the end of chapter 2, he says, these things, these, these rudiments, these traditions, these philosophies, they indeed have a show of wisdom. They, they seem to have some smartness behind them. And they seem to even be based in humility because a lot of these require some restraint in the fleshly part. And so it, it looks good to you. You know, oh, I'm, I'm going to restrain. I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do you, you know what Christ says? Eat anything, as long as you're eating it with thanksgiving. Whether therefore ye eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. That's Christ's way. Traditions will say, oh, when you're, when you're a little stressed out, have some alcohol, but all in moderation. You know what Christ says? Christ says you don't even look at that stuff. Well, that goes against common sense. How, do you, how, how many of you have been asked, how do you get through the weekend without alcohol? Right? Uh, I pray. I go to Christ. I'm complete in Christ. There's nothing that a beer can do for me that Christ can't do for me. So we lack financially. What does philosophy say? Learn economics. Learn more. Study the stock market. And then tradition comes in and says, as long as you diversify your, your, your portfolio and keep the risk low, that's all you need to do. Or the rudiments, the conversation will come, or the common sense will come in. Just save. Just save your money. Don't spend it so much. And certainly don't give it to the church. When you lack emotionally, study psychology, philosophy says. Do yoga, tradition says. Go on a vacation. Avoid harmful people and situations. Common sense will say, look out for number one. Find your crowd. You, you four no more. When we lack mentally, philosophy says, read about books or read books. Get some more degrees. Go to institutions of learning. Traditions will say, question everything. You will find your strength through your skepticism. Which, by the way, you, you need to be very careful who you read up on. You need to be very careful who you watch online. There are snakes in the grass. There are wolves in sheep's clothing everywhere. Some of you come up to me and you ask me about some online teacher. What do, you, what do you think about this person? Let me say this. Even if I have absolutely nothing wrong with his doctrine, I do have a problem with a bunch of people pastoring other people's people online. If you're going to listen to someone online, next time you need a counseling session, you call him. Leave a comment on his YouTube channel. See if he gets in touch with you. See if he reaches out to you at 2 in the morning when your kid is sick. And a lot of times their doctrine is wrong. That's why they're not able to keep people in person. They can only keep people online. People, come on, come on. It's the time. It's the time. We got to use some common sense here. You're reading up on the wrong people. You're following the wrong people. Church, I wish you would just find your everything in Christ. I wish you would just do things God's way. You know, he brought me here for a reason. To shepherd you. 
to pastor you. Now, if I'm golfing every day, and if I'm not feeding you good food, then, 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 then go and listen to other people. But the devil is going to do everything he can to turn you aside. Everything he can. And the safety that you have here is when I start feeding you false doctrine, you have a group of people who are able to say, hey, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't smell right. That doesn't taste right. Pre preacher, that either needs to shift back to the Bible stance or we're going to take a vote of confidence here. See, that's what happens here. That doesn't happen online. You don't see the little things that they sneak in. You don't see the little things that they say. And you don't see the things that they refuse to say. Thank you. That was free. I, I, preacher, what are some online preachers, some online teachers that you would recommend? Okay, are you ready? Take out your pen. I'll give you a list. None. 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 Not a one. Now, if you want to go back to podcasts and listen to some old preachers of the day, Dr. Jack Hiles, Dr. Harold Seitler, Dr. Tom Malone, Dr. Uh, John R. Rice, Dr. Lester Roloff, you want to listen to some of those men? You go ahead and listen to those men. They will not steer you wrong. You know what they're going to tell you? Listen to your preacher. Listen to your pastor. Stay faithful in your church. But what we do is we start lacking spiritually. We start lacking in these areas. And so... What does philosophy say? And what does tradition say? And what does just plain old common sense say? And what it's going to do is it's going to lead you in the wrong way. Yep. And it's never going to give you anything that you can't find in Christ. Yep. When you lack mentally, what, is, what does common sense say? Follow your heart. What does Christ say? Your heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Do you know what the ESV says in that verse? You know what the ESV says? Here's what the KJV says. Here's what the Bible says. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Here's what the ESV says. The heart is, the heart is very deceitful and desperately sick. That is not the same. Deceitful above all things is different than very deceitful. And desperately wicked requires repentance. Desperately sick requires therapy. Do you see what happens? When you, oh, but common sense says read a Bible that you can understand. You know what Christ's way is? Why don't you ask the Holy Spirit who wrote the book to reveal his word to you? The, the people who argue against the King James Version are the only people I know who use stupidity to back up their argument. I don't understand it. Seriously? Thou shalt not kill. Oh, well, what does thou mean? What does thee mean? Let me help you. Thou means you. Thee means you. Any questions? You shall not kill. All right? But see, common sense is going to steer you away. And, and, and tradition is going to steer you away. And philosophy is going to steer you away. I wish you would just find your everything in Christ. And you can find your everything in Christ. I learned three lessons from this. I'm skipping all over the place, but it's fine. I learned three lessons from this. Lesson number one, you can find everything you need in Jesus Christ. Every single thing. Number two, you can search elsewhere if you want. You can. Let's go back to number one. Ye 
are complete in him. Not ye can be, not the Lord wants you to be, not you can grow into it. Right now, at this moment, you have everything you need. Are, are you saved? Are you saved? Do you have Christ in your heart? Then as God was in Christ, in verse 9, Christ is in you. That means that God is in you. Ye are, ye are at this moment, complete in him. Why are we looking anywhere else? And the Colossians had, had three problems. They were wanting in three different areas. They were wanting in the area of redemption. They were wanting in the area of protection. And they were wanting in the area of uh, provision. Okay? So... Even though they were saved, they had this idea that they lacked in atonement, that they lacked in their redemption. And so philosophy came along, and they said, well, you need to study all the religions. You need to study, study the Eastern, and you need to study the Western, and you need to study Judaism, and you need to study all these different things. And full atonement only belongs to the few enlightened. That's what they believed. That's what philosophy taught them. Tradition came in and said, no, just keep the Jewish law. Keep on keeping the Jewish law, and you will find full atonement. And then rudiments came in, and they just said, well, well, just let your good outweigh your bad. You know what Paul said? Paul says this in verse 13, as far as their redemption is concerned. You being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, past, present, future. They are all gone. Oh, well, well we still need protection. We need protection from the, the judgment of the law because we're still lawbreakers. And so philosophy would come in and say, well, if you want to stop breaking the law and if you want to find freedom from the judgment of the law, you need to study the law. And again, study more of these other things and find out your escape from it. The Jews, would, again, would say, no, just keep the Mosaic law. Keep offering the sacrifices. Keep offering the offerings and keep following these ordinances. And then common sense would come in and say, well, just don't be as bad as so-and-so. You know what Paul said? Paul says, if you would just... Realize what you have in Christ. He blotted out all the handwriting of ordinances that were against you. He took all of those things which were contrary to us. See, philosophy says just learn the law more. But the more you learn the law, all you're going to learn from the law is that it completely goes against your nature. So why don't you just come and realize that in Christ, he took all of those ordinances, all of those commandments, all of the law of Moses that was against you, and he nailed it to his cross. You have all that you need in Christ. Well, what about provision? What, what, what about for the future? What are we supposed to do? Well, philosophy would come in and say, well, you need to learn this. And you need to learn that. And you need to study this. And, to... and then traditions would come in and say, well, you need to keep on doing this. And you need to keep on doing this. And do, 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 do. And, and then rudiments would come in and say, well, just live in, with your head on your shoulders, you know, and, and, and look out for number one, you know, and all, and all that stuff. Don't wear just a cummerbund and a, and a bow tie. Only wear it when it's necessary. Never wear it when it's not. You know, all, all those different things. You know what Paul says? If ye be risen in Christ, forget about this world anyway. Set your affections on things above. For Christ is your life. Guys, you're complete in him. I wish you would just find everything that you need in him. And stop looking everywhere else. 
when the philosophy, traditions, rudiments of this world come along and they're attractive, they really are. Remember, attractive things are rarely effective. The things of this world may be attractive. Only Christ is effective. Number one, I learn. We can find everything we need in Christ. Ye are complete in him. Number two, you can search elsewhere if you want. But nowhere you search, no matter how attractive it is, can ever do or say anything better than Christ did or said it. They will always fall short of what Christ can do for you. Think about this. Just when we want spiritually. Okay, where are we supposed to go? When we want spiritually, where can we go? Let's go to Moses. You know what Moses said? The Lord is going to raise up a prophet after me. Unto him shall ye hearken. You know what Jesus said? Hear my words and do them. You're like a man who built his house upon a rock. You know what Confucius said? I have never claimed to be holy. You know what Jesus said? Be ye holy, for I am holy. Do you know what Muhammad said? If God does not put a blanket of mercy over me, I am undone. You know what Jesus said? Which of you convinceth me of sin? You know what, uh, you know what Buddha said? Did I mention Buddha already? You know what Buddha said? I am just a teacher in search of the truth. You know what Jesus said? I am the truth. You can't find anything better than Christ. That's just wanting spiritually. Oh, oh, let's look at Paul. Let's look at Peter. You know what they both said? Oh, I have no power of my own. Peter said, I have no power of my own. You know what Jesus said? All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. You know what Paul said? I'm the chiefest of sinners. Jesus said, no, n- never. All points tempted like as you were, yet without sin. Number three, that means if, if everything we can find is in him, but we can look elsewhere, the third thing that I learned from this that the Colossians needed to learn, without him you will always lack. Always. You will not be the first person who will find their completeness without Christ. You will just be another of the millions who have found their inadequacies even more without him. You know, Boaz is a type of Christ in the Old Testament. And here comes this Gentile, this unworthy, wicked, heathen girl who finds grace and favor in the sight of a Jew. And he says this, I don't go to any other fields. You come to mine. You come to my field. And whenever you come to my field, I'm going to make sure that you are cared for. And so then Ruth goes home to... Naomi, and you know what Naomi says? You better not go anywhere else. Why in the world would you go anywhere else? And now what Ruth didn't know, she just thought that she would be able to come and glean every now and then. Well, isn't that kind? She had no clue. He went up to his servants and said, you make sure that you take a handful of purpose every now and then and chuck it at her feet. Make sure that she is cared for as one of my own. Why in the world would we look anywhere else? It would, would it not have been a slap in Boaz's face if the next day she didn't show up there? Well, this person offered me this. What do you think Boaz would have said? Go ahead. Go ahead. What you don't know, 
is I told my servants to treat you like one of my own. Why in the world would we seek elsewhere? Ye are complete in him. And we're going to go to Dave Ramsey. Now listen, when you go to the Lord, he might tell you in prayer, you need, you need Dave Ramsey. <laughs> but I hope we're not going to him first. That's all I'm saying. I hope we're not going to him first. And I sure hope we never believe that he, that man is going to teach us more about money than Christ would teach us about money. And when we lack spiritually, I sure hope you never think you're going to hear something from this pulpit that I can say better or fuller than Christ ever said it. Think, <laughs> I just took 45 minutes to say what Christ said in six words, and ye are complete in him. It's like a comic I once saw of uh, somebody bringing, bringing a scroll. You see a guy, he's bringing a scroll and he's handing it to somebody and the person asks, what is this? And he says, this is Paul's letter to the church at Corinth. He wanted to give a copy to you. And then behind the person are wagons and wagons filled with scrolls. And the person asks, what's this? Oh, these are all the commentaries that you need in order to understand <laughs> the scroll that I just gave you. No, no, no. The best I can do is shed just a little bit of light by opening your eyes to the light that is already there. When you want in these areas, church, I wish you would just find everything. You're everything in Christ. There's a lady in here tonight, two ladies actually. One of them just recently told me, I remember singing a song and I got convicted every time I sung it because I could never sing it with truth. But just recently, the Lord has changed my heart and now I'm able to sing, I'd rather have Jesus than anything. You know, some of us, we just sing that and that young lady got convicted because she, she couldn't sing it with truth. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather have Jesus than worldwide fame. I'd rather have Jesus than man's applause. And she said, that song means so much more to me now because I can sing it and I can sing it with truth. You know what happened? She found out she was complete in him. My precious mother had a horrible childhood. It bred insecurity in that woman. It bred weakness. But here's what my mom always told me. I started going to church and I started reading my Bible and everything changed when I found how much I was worth to the Lord. Amen. She found she was complete in him. Here's what Spurgeon said. In Christ, I am afraid of nothing. In Christ, I'm thankful for anything. In Christ, I'm ready for everything. You are complete in him. Where is the person who, when you want physically, and philosophy and traditions and rudiments come up and say, you should do this, you just look back and say, nah, sorry, I've got no room for you. No room. I'm full. I'm complete in Christ. Where is the person who, when you want financially, and philosophy and tradition and rudiments come up and say, well, you should do this. You look back and say, no, no, I'm, I'm full. I've, my Lord said, lay up treasures in heaven, and that's what I'm going to do. My Lord said, give, and it shall be given. 
My Lord said, prove me now herewith, and I'm going to trust him more than I trust you. Where's the person who's going to want spiritually, and when philosophy and tradition and rudiments come up and they say this and that, you look back and say, no, I've got no room for you. I've got no room for you. I've got no room for your philosophy. I've got no room for your traditions. I've got no room for your common sense stuff. I'm completing him. I think we would live so much differently. I think we would find that sometimes philosophy and tradition and rudiments can have a place, but you are going to get yourself so messed up when they're in first place. You're complete in him. You have everything you need in him. This truth, if you get a grasp of it, will change your life. On a Wednesday night, I promise you it will. There's a story of a, a diver, I think back in the back in the 80s, and they were working with the government trying to find this sunken treasure. And they located it on the last day of their sanctioned dive from the government. And one man went down. He was the last one to go down. And when he came up, he had learned that in the time he had gone down to see the sunken treasure and come up, the government had pulled the plug, probably because the government now found where it was and wanted it for themselves. And the man burst into tears. And he was unconsolable. And they asked him, why are, yeah, it's a punch in the gut. But why are you acting this way? He said, I'm acting this way because I touched the gold. I touched it. And I think right now, just by the way that you have reacted, you've touched the gold of this passage. You need to dive back deep. And you need to grab it. And you need to bring it up to the surface and actually remember tomorrow when you want in these ways. I've got everything I need in Christ. I can look elsewhere if I want, but if I do, I'm always going to be lacking. So I'm just going to go to him and find everything in him. So Lord, now I ask that you would sink this deep into our hearts. To remember when we want physically that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. To remember that when we want financially, we cannot serve God and mammon. The love of money is the root of all evil, and we are supposed to be content because you've promised you will never leave us or forsake us. When we want emotionally, oh Lord, to remember you said, walk with me. And no greater love has been shown than a man lay down his life for his friends. When we want mentally, Help us to remember we are to study one book. Thy word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And this book of the law is the one that is not supposed to depart out of our mouth. And we are supposed to trust in the Lord in all our ways. And you will direct our paths. Help us to remember when we want spiritually. We can find everything in you. Thank you for the people that are sitting in this room who even recently were wanting in those areas, but they followed your way, they obeyed your word, and they found your will, and they found all that they wanted. Church, you know what the Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I wish you would just find your everything in him. If you've been distracted, I want you to get that right, especially before the Lord's Supper. Do you know why you're complete in him? Because he died, he was buried, and he was resurrected for you. Come and thank him and prove your thanks to him.
by going to him first. Nay, going to him alone. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.